Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. This is part three in our conversation. We hope you enjoy. So it started as the Refuge Church uh, yep. in Grove City. Yep. Um, and you said then that became Veritas West. That became, yeah. So that so it was 2013 that we planted Refuge Church. And then I kept talking to Nick Nye and um, one of the other pastors at Veritas, who's not there anymore, Ryan Stanley, was coaching me and mentoring me. You know, at the Refuge, we call it mentor. He was a mentor of mine. And so I was staying close with Veritas. I knew I needed somebody speaking into my life like that was in the church world. And so I was getting mentored by them. And then Nick Nye and I were talking and he was like, hey, we're exploring this multi-site model like where we, where we're one church, but we have multiple sites. Like, what do you, you know, and, and that just, that conversation evolved into what if we became a part of Veritas? And so we merged with um, Hilltop Lutheran or they merged with us right. in, in 2015, as well as us merging with Veritas in 2015. And that's when we moved into the, into the building that is Veritas West now. And so um, I, I was leading that. And um, so we became Veritas West on January 1 of 2015 and uh, the Lutheran church <clears throat> that was, that was, that was struggling at the time, you know, but they had a core there. Um, they merged with us as well later that year in 2015. So it was so it's a story of three 2013 yeah, together. Yeah. From 2013 through like, man, I mean, really the first this until I was done, I mean, but 2013 through 2016 were just a blur. I mean, they really were. It was just like non, like once we decided we were going to church plan, it was just like, it was insane. That, yeah, that is a, that is an awful lot of really fast changes with a lot of moving parts. It was large yeah. organization because uh, Hilltop Lutheran is connected to, um, what is it? UALC. So upper Arlington Lutheran church, which is a yeah. very big church. You can see it off of 270. Yeah, very um, influential church in the city for sure. Yeah. So it's a really beautiful story. And big supporters of the refuge. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They're, like it's identifying that this church started by a recovery uh, ministry yep. and merges with another church who has a heart for the city. Mm-hmm. Then there's these old, like this old, beautiful church in the hilltop that cares about the neighborhood, that has good people in it. It's just the attendance isn't what they'd wanted it to be. So it's kind of this mixing of these three different visions, all focused on caring for those, uh, caring for those who are hurting in a hurting neighborhood. Yeah. And, and you, that, that is what birthed out Veritas. That's what Veritas West came out of. Yeah. And, and you just did what I think all the, re- like probably everyone in the refuge, like in, including you and I, what we always do, right. What you just said was the beautiful elevator pitch. All yes, of that, like in my mind, I was like, that's, it's going to be beautiful. Everyone's going to, let's be great. Those were like the hardest three years of my life. Yeah. That's what I was going to follow up with. Cause God, God, needed, a, really God needed a dumb young kid to do that because like anyone who had wisdom would be like, I'm not doing that. Like, yeah. Just looking <laughs> back, I'm like, I walked up and said, I volunteer. Yeah. I volunteer for a lot of pain <laughs> and a lot of people that are angry at me all the time. <laughs> All the time. Yeah. Because you're changing things and change is hard and it makes people change is hard. Yeah. And I was young and I was leading a lot of people way older than me. And, um, 
I had, I just, man, it, it really, it really, uh, I learned a lot through that, but I also, yeah, I learned a lot about, <laughs> about myself and about my own crap and insecurity. And it's taken me years to work through some of that. It was, it, I did not handle it well sometimes, mm-hmm. like a lot of the time. And it was, it took a lot out of me. It was, took a lot out of my marriage. I mean, I had my first kid when I was in 2015. So in May of 2015, like right after all that, like, so I was just in, a oh, thick, wow. like trying to keep my head above water. And then you throw your first kid in it. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is the most beautiful thing. But it, you know, if, if you're, if you're a parent, you know, like it is having a kid, I mean, it, it changes everything. <laughs> yeah. I think it's uh, it's kind of when you marry someone, you realize how selfish you are because you have this other person who you have to constantly take into, into consideration. But then when you have a child, you realize how selfish you are as a couple. Cause you're like, Oh, we are no longer in charge of when we sleep. Yeah. And I really like it. That's something as basic as like when we eat and sleep and take a break, like that kid is now just highlighting how, how little control you have of things. So, yeah. Well, and my, my priorities were insane. I mean, I was, I was overworking. I, I was so much about, um, I, you know, I was in meetings all the time. I mean, at night, early in the morning day, I was neglecting my wife. I was so like when, when we were getting ready, you know, and I'm, I met Jim Cofield in 2014 at cross point who was counseling me, but you know, I mean, you know how that is, man, it's a slow journey. Yeah. And so we were about to have Stella. I'd known him. I've been working with him for about a year and, and Amber and I met with him that year. And I remember we were about to have Stella and the church was going to give me two weeks paid time off. And I, I thought that was crazy. I was like, I'll take like half a week. And I remember, I remember Jim uh, talking to me, like just me and him aside. And he goes, Wes, you need to take those two weeks off. And I'm like, what? He's like, cause if you don't, we're going to be talking about this in, in the, in five years. Like this is, he's like, hmm. he's like, He's not going to be doing marriage counseling with you and Amber. He's going to be doing, um, trying to convince you not to get a divorce. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, we, we went through that anyway. I mean, it's, it's been a hard run of trying to do the work to, to be healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, that's largely why I'm so passionate about it in the refuge because like I've had to deal with it myself. And so, yeah, I mean, that was, uh, that was a season of learning the hard way. Yeah. So not to, you know, slow down any of the crazy. So 2016 or 2017, uh, when did you, cause right now, all, all I know is that you're working full-time at Veritas West that used to be refuge church. Yep. So how did your role at the refuge come into being? Um, I, <clears throat> so the refuge had experienced a huge transition in 2014, uh, where, the, some of the staff, like when we think of the directors now, um, this some of them, you know, they'd been, they'd been here for a decade and they were just tired And there. There wasn't coordinators for a long time. So the directors were like working all the time. I mean, I am my father's son. And so like, you know, I grew up in a family that was just kind of like, put your head down and like, just work. And in what, you know, and, and the refuge is really fortunate because we didn't have a budget. I mean, we weren't, we're, you know, we didn't have money to spend on staffing. And so we just had a handful of small group of really dedicated staff that was literally working themselves into the ground. And so 
a lot of them transitioned around 2014. There was just a lot of changes taking place. My dad was wrestling with just what does this next season look like? We were financially in a mess. And um, because the church was already going, I think, I can't remember. It's hard now. It's been years, but uh, there was conversations about how do we bring in new staff and how do we help them stay healthy? And I was obviously having conversations with my dad and the refuge and anyone around me about health because I was trying to figure it out on my own <laughs> because right. I've been working with Jim and Crosspoint and like realizing how messed up I was because all my values were wrapped up in like, do more, do more, do more, do more, do more, instead of like, what, well, how is that showing up in my relationships? It was showing yeah. up really crappy in my relationships. And so I kept talking about it. So I think me and my dad were talking, he's like, man, can what if you we, like, and I was, I was becoming more and more passionate about the refuge at the same time, because I was around it more. And the conversation just evolved into why don't you come on and help us help, help work with the staff to try to help them be healthy. What do we need to build in the refuge that doesn't like, we definitely, right. We're, we want to be mission first, which is like, we want to help the men. But also, like, how do we help? If we don't have a staff, we can't help the men. <laughs> so right. how do we have systems and, and what's our approach to try to keep a healthy staff? Um, and what do we do whenever we're not healthy? And what do we do when we're, what do we do to maintain health and that kind of stuff? So I came in, I came in initially to help with that. And it was, it started part-time. Well, I actually started the coaching. I, I started the whole coaching. Coaches on Thursday nights? Yeah, the coaches on Thursday nights. So I'm, so I started that leading that, um, I mean, Uber part-time, like back in 2015 hmm. and, um, and then passed that off to John Herman probably a year later. Yeah. And, um, man, he's been faithfully doing that ever since Jordan's now, now leading it more and more, which is Jordan Fillmore, which is amazing. Um, but, but from there, that's, that was kind of my tiptoe, like you just kind of gradually getting into it. And then I went full-time, I came full-time. So I was working at Veritas and at Refuge starting in September of 2016. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be starting part four in our conversation tomorrow. We'll see you then.